Hi, I'm Sophia, a founder and mother. This podcast is all about empowering mums who are ready to launch and grow businesses without the overwhelm, stress and confusion. Join me and some very special guests as we share game-changing tools, tips and actionable strategies designed to give mums ownership over their futures. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility for your family, you'll find it here at the Founder and Mother podcast. All the show notes and resources we talk about in each podcast episode can be found over at founderandmother.com, which is also where you can get more information on our business launch and growth courses, which are designed exclusively for mums. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Founder and Mother podcast. Before we kick off, I have a huge fail that I have to admit. This is the eighth episode, so I have recorded seven before this. I have a really fancy mic. I wanted the audio to be amazing for you. And I have only just realized now my husband helps me with these recordings and was like, are you checking the setting to actually record into the microphone or is it just recording into your computer, which is quite far away from you? I was like, no, 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 I'm definitely doing it into the microphone. I wasn't. And so apologies if the audio hasn't been super crystal clear. I'm hoping that this one will be far better because I'm actually using the microphone that I purchased. So there we go. Um, but let's kick into today's episode. So I am so stoked in the last um, couple of weeks, and my son's six months now, in the last couple of weeks, he has started to have a semi-regular nap during the day in his cot. Like I am, yeah, I'm beyond thrilled. He's always been, he's always napped during the day, but it's usually been in my arms or in the front pack. And as we know, that is great. It's great that he's getting sleeps. It's really good for his development. And it's great that my I get a bit of kind of quiet time, but it's not much you can do when you he's in the front pack or you are um, stuck in the chair, kind of nap trapped. So the fact that he's in his cot now and I can eat my lunch with both hands or actually spend some time doing things like this or take a phone call, it's really kind of revolutionary. And it's actually meaning he's sleeping better at night as well. So just win-win all around. So the napping during the day is awesome, but I kind of started to feel this weird sense of guilt. Like I wasn't using the time when he was asleep like as productively as I could like I wasn't being the most efficient that I could be I've got a huge to-do list and I wanted to kind of really quickly use that time when he's asleep to kind of run through a few of those tasks the time he's asleep varies completely day by day sometimes it's 15 minutes sometimes it's two hours I know those are like gold days um but I want to be able to kind of jump straight into doing what I need to do on those in those um nap times so that once he wakes up, I feel like a sense of productivity. Now, when I talk about productivity, I'm not just talking here. I'm sorry about the itchy nose. My jumper is um, molting, I think. Um, I'm not just talking about ticking off business tasks, like responding to emails, making phone calls, or you know, writing business plans or those type of things. I'm talking about things that you need to do to be able to live a positive, optimistic, fulfilled existence. And a lot of the times that really might mean that those nap times are times where you rest or relax or maybe get into the garden or get some sunshine or do a mindfulness activity. Um, Yeah, something that kind of helps fill your cup because it's really hard to think, okay, I've got an hour now. I'm going to try and think about my business plan when you are exhausted, when you are just kind of all over the place. So please note that when I talk about productivity, I'm talking about getting yourself into the correct kind of mindset and um, you know, having the clarity available to be able to actually progress with your business goals. And that first part, that self-care part is critical. So um, just, yeah, just as an FYI. 
So when I started to think about how I could become more effective or more efficient during those nap times, the first thing I thought about was a technique I used to use at work before I went on maternity leave called time blocking. Um, It's a really good way to kind of allocate time out in your day for certain activities and tasks and stay really focused just on those tasks during that time. And I wondered, how can I use this technique as a busy mum who is juggling so many things and often feels quite overwhelmed? How can I kind of borrow this technique from the corporate workplace, but really make it work for us? And if that sounds like you, then I really hope you enjoyed today's episode because that is what we're going to be talking about. Productivity hack number one, which is time blocking. So one of the most common reasons I hear from mums that they haven't progressed their business plans, whether that's to launch their own business or to grow their own business, is because they're fearful about how much time they'll have available. Realistically, what time are they going to have in a week and how can they make commitments to clients when they're kind of so all over the place in terms of, you know, their baby's schedule and what um, availability they have. And it's a completely valid concern. I totally get it. We are not the boss of our time anymore. Nowadays, there are children or you know (laughs) small human beings who demand our time and just because they slept you know one day during a certain amount of time does not mean they will do that the next day the older they get the more responsibilities there are in terms of pick up drop offs things they're doing activities so it is really difficult but I think with the right mindset and the right tools the opportunity to really maximize even if it is a short amount of time like 10 minutes or 20 minutes to really make the most of those to focus on our priorities and start to tick off those really important goals and tasks is critical and it is something that I'll talk about in the founder and mother course and there's going to be a whole section on the mindset that really is needed to be able to make this work but when I started thinking about how we could use this as mums I didn't want to wait for the course I wanted to share it with you straight away which is why it's part of the why it is the topic of today's episode. Okay, so what is time blocking? So time blocking is a productivity technique that I've mentioned before, where you take your day. So back, remember back in the old days when you had nine to five at work or whatever your working hours were, and you divide it into spe- specific blocks of time. So every block is allocated to a particular task and every block has a start time and an end time. So rather than going into work, checking your emails and kind of getting focus on one of your tasks and then another email comes in and you flip back to checking your emails and then there's some more things you realize and then you might go back to that t- the project or the task you're working on later on. Rather than being kind of reactive, you're very proactive and you're very deliberate about making sure that you plan your day in alignment with the most important tasks that you need to get done. So you might go into work and spend the first hour only on your emails, which is maybe something that um, yes, is a bit controversial for some for some of you, but you'd only spend a certain amount of time a day on emails, and then you might spend a certain amount of time on an important project, certain amount of time potentially in meetings. Total waste of time, <laughs> but you would allocate your day based on tasks, so that by the end of the day, you'd been able to achieve some of those things on your to do list. Having that start and end time is a really important way, and it's a really great way of kind of giving you momentum and ensuring that you are as efficient as possible because you know you've only got a half an hour or or an hour to focus on a task Um, and so it really does kind of make you yeah have to have to get out your best work really quickly so having that end time is really critical and um 
the other thing is that it's really useful in terms of making sure that you stick to your commitment. So when you have a meeting with someone, you know, if you had a coffee date with someone, you would, you've got a meeting with someone, you've got a commitment with someone. So you would do that. And it's just the same when you've blocked this time in your calendar, you have made a commitment to yourself to work on, you know, this task or that project or, you know, fulfill whatever it was that you were doing. And so it really instills that sense of, okay, I've, I've decided I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on it. So that sounds all amazing and really, really helpful when you have eight hours a day or however long and you're in an office and you're working. But how can we as mums who do not have um, control over our schedules and need to be hugely flexible and adaptable, how can we take this tool and make it work for us? One of the biggest benefits of time blocking is that we do the work in advance to understand what are those important tasks? Like, what would it be? What would you do if you had an hour free now? What would be the most important thing to do to get you to your goals? Whether that's um, self-care, around the house, to do with business, whatever it is. If you can't answer that really quickly, then it probably means when you get that hour, you're going to kind of fluff around thinking or worrying or doing some things that aren't in line with your goals. And so time blocking is a really good way of laying out those priorities, even if the time blocks themselves are very short, like they might be five minutes or 10 minutes. And even if the time blocks move, the concept of having this plan of what we need to do giving ourselves start and end times and committing to get them done is something that we can as mums do. So if you're a mum, you're feeling overwhelmed, you have a to-do list as long as your arm and you are kind of all over the place trying to juggle everything and you think that time blocking might be something that's useful for your life and your lifestyle, then here are my four easy tips to help you get started. Number one, assess your priorities. So As mums, we have priorities across multiple facets of life, but it's really important for us to take some time to reflect in on our goals and check in with ourselves to see how we feel. As I said at the start, just because a priority is to, um, you know, think about the tone of voice of our brand and make sure that we can nail that so that we can write copy for our website. If we are so sleep deprived and just really not feeling it that day, then our priority needs to change and reflect that. So the priority might be the rest and recovery piece so that later on in the day, we can tick off those business goals. But it's really important that we know what the priorities are and we have a really clear list so that we can, when we do get that time free, we can jump into it. Step number two is to create your schedule, your flexible schedule, your flexi schedule, whatever it is you want to call it. So take a piece of paper, like a a week or a daily planner, or even on your phone, a digital calendar, and we're going to pop in those fixed activities that we always need to do. So for me, that might be um, when we go to play group during the week, the times when we need to go for our walks, um, you know, anything that's kind of drop offs and the pickups, you know, doctor's appointments, times when he's with his family, other, mem- other members of family. I'm going to block out times that I know are not going to be available to me. And I'm going to try and put in, in a hopeful, wishful thinking, fingers and toes crossed way, that usually he'll try and have a nap bet- somewhere between the hours of 12 and 2. I just have to say that it's very rare he has a nap for those whole two hours, although it has happened once or twice and they have been gold days. Um, But I'm going to kind of block out that I potentially would have two hours a day during the middle of the day and then he's in bed by 6.30. So I've got from 6.30 onwards. Um, So that kind of gives me an opportunity to see where I might have time. And so I can allocate out then some tasks based on those priorities that we assessed into um, into those blocks that I've identified. And then when those times come up, so say 12 o'clock, he's in bed. This is like a miracle day for us. But if he is, 
I know what I need to work on. So I'm going to set my timer. If I've got an hour, if I'm hoping for an hour, I might do 10 minutes on one task, half an hour on one task, or I might do a full hour on one task, depending on what it is I'm working on. But I'm going to set my timer so I know exactly how long I've got. I'm going to set it for if I want to work for 10 minutes, I'm going to set timer for 10 minutes. And then when it's at zero, it's going to make a noise. So I know that that time's over. And then I'm going to move on to the next task. Even if I haven't finished what I was doing in that 10 minutes, that was the block of time I had. And I'm going to move on. It's really important to have that kind of set time frame and not just to spend longer and longer and longer and longer because we want the impetus of the time finishing soon to help us be as efficient as possible. And we know we can come back to that task in a, you know, tomorrow or the day after. Ideally, when I say as few distractions as possible, the chances are you're going to have a monitor. So you're going to be looking out of one eye at that. Um, but what I mean is like not having your phone necessarily like with social media or, um, you know, the TV on that kind of stuff. We want to try and be as focused as we can because the time is so short. So we want to make the most of it. And step four, which is the huge elephant in the room, and the obvious thing is that we have to be hugely, massively, 100% flexible and adaptable. It is all well and good for us to have these times in our calendars when we're going to do two hours of work here and two hours of work there. Like, God laughs when you make plans. It's, it's ridiculous. We are not in control of our schedules anymore. So planning is great. It will help us understand what we, what we can do and what we want to get done and what the, how we're going to fulfill our to-do list. And that can give us a sense of peacefulness or clarity. But when the baby wakes up at quarter past 12 and you've thought you're going to have two hours, we can't take that stress out and be, you know, be crazy because we were like in the middle of doing our business plan and now we've got to look after the baby again we have to be able to take all of that with a big deep breath and know that we have some more time later in the day or tomorrow a huge learning of this time blocking and a huge learning of any trying to do anything with a baby is that we are really trying to make progress we're not trying to be perfect so we're trying to take as many steps as we can be they tiny steps in the right direction we're not waiting for everything to be perfect before we do anything because if we wait for you know there to be a babysitter or um for you know them to get in their nap schedule to be really really consistent or we wait until we know that we've got two hours free because that's how long it's going to take to do a task we won't do it or we'll do it once in a week and we won't do any more we won't make that continual striving for progress um waiting for perfection really doesn't exist there'll always be a reason it doesn't work and we're really thinking about the phrase done is better than perfect so doing what you can in 10 minutes or half an hour is so much better than doing nothing because you waited until you had you know all the time in the world um yeah we need to really think about the expectation management around what we can do in 10 minutes and 30 minutes because we can do so much stuff. You're um, completely wired to be able to achieve all of these things in a much shorter space of time than you're probably used to. So um, I hope those four tips helped. I really think if we can get our list of priorities, kind of like a list of intentions, put them into a calendar it, got, it starts to kind of give us a roadmap of, okay, I can see how I'm going to achieve this task now because I've identified these pieces of time and I know what the priorities are. So we kind of start to be feel a bit more like we can achieve those goals and the um, tasks feel a bit more approachable simply by blocking out some time and having a really flexible and adaptable mindset. So there you have it. I really hope that time blocking is a technique that you guys can try and use and will give you a little bit of clarity and really help you get closer to your goals, whatever they may be. Hopefully some of them include starting and growing your own businesses. 
Um, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I love talking to you guys about this kind of stuff. I love thinking about how we can basically take these techniques and tools from kind of the corporate world and just make them work for us because we absolutely can. We can do everything and anything way better than those guys. (laughs) All right, guys, I'll leave you with that review for today and look forward to talking to you in the next podcast via my new microphone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Founder and Mother podcast. A reminder that you can download any templates or tools mentioned at foundermother.com and also join the mailing list for other insights and resources to help you on your journey. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does go a long way in helping me reach more mums just like you.